Switched on on F104 and I'm joined by Dr. Monica Perez-Oike. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us once again. But I saw a post that you put up on social there during the week about Love Island and the kissing <laughs> challenge. <laughs> I am obsessed with that show. It's like guilty pleasure. But yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what is the main concern about kissing multiple people at a time? <laughs> I suppose it was just like I was watching it and each time each girl was kissing about what five guys and I was just like gosh I know probably they do get squeen or whatever but the amount of affection that you can just get from like kissing somebody so it just kind of like irked me a little bit I was I was kind of getting disgusted with each 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 kiss so I suppose yeah like so but yeah and then you know obviously people see things on TV and then it's the summer so might even try to do that outside I'm just like okay, it's not going to be appropriate outside because you don't know what germs people are carrying. There's so many bacteria we can have in our mouth and even viruses as well. And even some STDs can be transmitted by kissing. So okay. that's why I just thought, I, I just uh, it was just a thought. I was thinking about it. It was the day after I was still thinking about it. I was like, nah, i got to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, because you don't really think about that. You know, when you're kissing somebody else, you don't really kind of go, so tell me what is your history? Like, <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, so like me with my medical friend Jesus, like I'm very wary of kissing people. I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> so, so I, 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 because I don't really like kissing. I don't know, but yeah, but people don't really think about that usually, yeah. unless there's like a maybe like an open store or something, then that might mm-hmm. deter a, per- a person. But sometimes you never know. This is the thing. And it is funny because the girls did, as soon as the challenge was over, they're like, okay, I'm going to go brush my teeth. But would that, <laughs> yeah, would that yeah. make a difference, really? I suppose it could make a difference in terms of some bacteria because there's some bacteria that could maybe cause like gingivitis where your gum is inflamed that could also possibly then lead to like bad breath, what mm-hmm. we call halitosis. Mm-hmm. So that could possibly make a difference. But some things like even like even something as simple as the flu, you could catch a flu by kissing somebody. You could catch um, also even, oh, we also, you know, we have the kissing disease, the infectious mononucleosis. Mm. So you you could get that. It's not just called that for the crack because it's because the respiratory droplets from the saliva could be transmitted into another person. So you get that glandular fever where you get a sore throat, swollen glands, that symptoms that could actually persist for as long as like three three weeks and can sometimes affect your spleen. Mm-hmm. So some infections are mild and some could actually be as serious. It doesn't make it sound very sexy, does it, really? Yeah. <laughs> it would kind of put you off a little bit. Like what I said, I'm not saying you shouldn't kiss, just be careful who you're kissing. Maybe the amount of people you're kissing at one time. Limit it a bit. Exactly, exactly. And you also, you put up a lot of videos up on social media to help people out, but is there kind of common concerns that people tend to ask you about? Yeah, I suppose because my videos are mainly about women's health. So yeah. I do get questions about like contraceptives and about menopause. And sometimes one of the things that do come out is like maybe a question about the pill, like, oh, I forgot to take my pill. What should I do? And things like that. So I would answer questions like that. So one I answered today was, um, um, you know, the combined contraceptive pill that there is now, but it's been around for a couple of years, but I feel like I keep on saying it's every time to a patient and they're quite surprised. So the combined contraceptive pill is the pill that has both hormones, that is the progesterone and the estrogen. Mm -hmm. And usually most of them will come with 21 tablets. And the previous rule was that you take it for three weeks, which is like 21 uh, 21 days. And then you take a seven-day break. 
But for the past, I don't know, about five years now, the guidelines have actually been improved and it's like you don't have to take that seven-day break. You can actually take a four-day break to improve the efficacy of the pill and reduce the pill-free period. Mm-hmm. But what then tends to happen is that in those four days, previously, people would usually get like a bleed, a withdrawal bleed, uh, like a period in between the seven days. But now most people in those four days will not get a bleed. And some people have been waiting to get a period before starting the new pack mm-hmm. of contraceptives. So I actually put up a video to say, just do the four-day break. It doesn't matter if you get a period or not. Just start the next, next pack just so you don't break that contraceptive effect. So things like that, that's what I yeah, talk about. Yeah, it's kind of confusing people a little bit. Yes, indeed. And obviously, like, even doubt, just bring up your doctor and ask. You could also ask your pharmacist as well. They're a wealth of knowledge. So, and also my TikToks are there to yeah. browse through. It's brilliant. I have done a few myself because I'm just like, that's really interesting. Because <laughs> there's these things that, like, you don't, sometimes you don't even think about it. And then yes, other things you're like, oh, yeah, actually, I did think of that, but I never asked anybody about it. So it is great. And it's handy to have that. The information just so handy to people as well. And it's truth information, which is what we, we need more of. Thank you, thank you. Another thing that has come to light there and that I did talk about was about um, blood transfusion. Yes. So we know there's always like uh, ads about uh, we please donate and things like that. But what has not um, really been known by loads of people is that in the past few weeks now, I think it was in May, the Irish Blood Transfusion Services, they've actually now have a new machine that could test for malaria and the importance of malaria antibodies. And the importance of this was that Using myself as, as an example, I was born in Nigeria, but I've been in Ireland for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I remember about, I think it was about 10 years ago, I went and I tried to donate blood. But because I was born in Nigeria and I had malaria as a child, I was excluded because the thing with the malaria um, uh, is that some parts of it could still remain in your system. Okay. And obviously, they don't want it to be transmitted to another person. Mm-hmm. So, But it doesn't really happen for loads of people. And most of us have been here for most of our lives, and we don't have those antibodies anymore. So what the Irish Blood Transfusion Services now do is that they now have this machine that could test basically black people or people that were born in malaria endemic areas, and you test your blood to see if you have the malaria antibody. And if you do not, then you can actually now be eligible to donate blood, which is greatly needed for loads of people. So it has now included a lot of people that would have been automatically excluded from donating. So, yeah, I'm really excited about that as well. Yeah, that's excellent because obviously we've we've heard all the shortages over the last couple of weeks as well. Like they're, they're crying out for people to donate blood. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And it's very important. And it's also important for people in the black community as well, because when it comes to blood donation as well, um, there are loads of people, uh, people with sickle cell in Ireland mm-hmm. and it's quite important. I suppose it helps when you actually get blood from people that are just like you because it's kind of bio-identical in a way. Of course. So that's why we're, we're calling on people to donate as well. What is sickle cell? So sickle cell actually is a, a very, uh, it's a very, very common genetic condition. It's a blood disorder that is very common in black people. And basically the shape of your red blood cells usually should look like a small disc, mm-hmm. concave. But then, this, uh, when you have sickle cell, your, your, your red blood cell actually looks sickled. So mm-hmm. it doesn't transmit as much oxygen and hemoglobin as it could be. So you end up being anemic. And funny enough, the opposite of that is what is in the, uh, in the Irish population, which is hemochromatosis. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they have a loads of iron in the blood, so they have too much blood in them. 
Well, meanwhile, in the African population, is sickle cell. They end up with very little blood, so they will need like blood donations frequently. So that's kind of the bones of it. Yeah. Is it quite easy to donate blood if you want to? It is and it isn't because obviously and they have to be really careful. So yeah. there's a lot of questions that has to be uh, answered, uh, things about your medical history, even your sexual history as well. But once you go through that screening, and it is important for everyone to be screened properly because you don't want to be transmitting infections to other yeah. people. But once you go through that, then it is quite easy and, and literally a needle in the arm and that's it for a couple of minutes and you're there. You could use, do you know that actually like one blood, one session of blood donation, you could actually save three people. Wow. Yeah. That's so yeah. Yes, indeed. So it's definitely worth looking into and getting whatever tests needs to be done or answer whatever questions because you can help out a lot of people. So it's a good idea. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. As we said, you answer a lot of questions up on your social media as well. How can people find you? So they can find me on TikTok at dr.blondieperez and on Instagram is blondieperez. Or you could just Google my name, Monica Perez or Ike, and you should find me. Amazing. Dr. Monica, thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank you so much for chatting to us.